0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm a girl, Jessie May. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm in my childhood bedroom, packing and go back to L.A. Well, before I go back to L.A., my mother and I are going to go to the gym together because that's how we roll. Her and I show up to the gym just in our adorable outfits. Nancy puts on a full face of makeup for the gym because she's not fucking around. And we look for new husbands. It's a sport. (laughs) My mother gets it on at the gym more than anyone I've ever seen in my life. And we just have a great time. So that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to head back to L.A. and uh, just live my life. But I've been out here. I was doing shows in Miami. Shout out to everybody who came to shows in Key West in Miami. Uh, You guys can hear my voice because I just woke up within the hour. I was like, oh, let me podcast real quick. I woke up within the hour. And uh thanks to everybody who came to my Albany shows. We had a great time in Albany. The new club that opened across the across the uh, hallway from Albany, the Funny Bone. They were it's a music club and the mu- the guitarist from The Doors was playing the night I was trying to tell jokes. So basically my joke my jokes were interrupted by the Doors gu- guitarist. So there's that. Live in my live in my truth. <laughs> I haven't had coffee yet. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we had a great weekend with Marty Caproni, my, my brother from another mother, and uh, Mackenzie, who was there hosting with us. So we had a fun time. We went kayaking. We natured so hard. Mm-hmm. We went to the Hudson River, which I would not recommend let, letting your skin touch I have to be honest uh that river water got in my mouth on accident and now I smell like river rot just just consistent river rot <laughs> we went kayaking so hard I think my favorite part of the kayaking was when Marty swam up well not swam up boated up Rowed up he rode up to a couple of these guys who were fishing and they had a rather large fish in their hand and Marty goes did you get that here and the guy said, "No, I brought it from home. <laughs> Did you get that from here? Where do you think he got it? Marty? Come on, where the fuck do you think he got it? You know he, he he's he's on the river. You think the fish just was in the bu- in the bushes? <laughs> well, I got high in a kayak this weekend. It was wonderful it was It was really delightful. just a be in nature for a little bit. Man, you need that. You forget how much you need that. We're constantly inundated with, you know, technological devices and data and coding and algorithms that just to get back to trees is, is pleasant. Uh, speaking of trees, <laughs> I'm going to get high and go to the gym and I cannot fucking wait. I am going to be, let's see, live. Where can you see me live? Well, June 21st, the longest day summer solstice, I'm going to be hosting on Confetti on Facebook Live, Facebook Live's version of HQ Trivia. So if you want a chance to win some money, watch me on Confetti on Facebook Live, June 21st. And August 8th, 9th, and 10th, I believe, I'm going to be at the Omaha Funny Bone. Come check that out. I've added a bunch of college dates. I'm going to be doing a little mini college tour. In Pennsylvania in September. Um, The end of July 17th the 26th I will be at the Montreal Comedy Festival JFL. I'll be doing the entire festival so if you're ever if you've ever been there it's a lot of fun and if you're ever looking to travel to a beautiful city that's not too far from the United States Montreal is just a beautiful beautiful city. I'm going to be at the Albright College In Reading, Pennsylvania, September 10th. I'm going to be in Scranton University, September 12th. Um, I'm putting something from, uh, I think I'm going to be doing Pleasantville, New York in September. A bunch of other dates. KC Improv, September 19th. University of Kansas, September 20th. A bunch of dates, a bunch of opportunities to see me. JessieMay.com for tickets. Come see your girl live. And you guys should know a portion of ticket sales go towards the Alzheimer's Association. And don't forget to check out the Alzheimer's Association, longest day ever for June 21st, where you can yourself do a little bit of charity and fundraising for the Alzheimer's Association. I read this really interesting article about Pfizer that my friend Christopher McClure sent to me and um, about a rheumatoid arthritis drug, Embril, Embril, I think, that they discovered could help reverse and even prevent... Alzheimer's disease, but Pfizer decided to not do the trials because they wouldn't make money because the drug is ending its 20-year patent and that's when generic drugs can come up and they don't make as much money off of their initial drug. So, hey, there's some uplifting news for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing keeping us from discovering preventative measures and Maybe some medications to help people who have been suffering for a long time. Money! Money, 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 money! Money's not even real. Money's just a concept that a bunch of quote-unquote rich dudes created to make us all feel inferior so they can control us like lambs. You guys know that story. <laughs> Fuck. Let's just live in a van down by the river, I think. That's what we need to do. I just want to live in a like a cabin in the woods with my llama farm and just be, that's, that's it. That's all I want. I keep getting these fucking emails about father's day deals and I want to be like, Hey, Hey guys, uh, mine's dead. So I won't be buying that those socks that you have on sale because my dad doesn't have any ankles. (laughs) (laughs) I literally have screenshot at least three of the father's day emails that I've gotten. Just for the holiday sale, they have... I'm going to make a collage and put it on Instagram. (laughs) Shout out to anybody who's in the Dead Dads Club. This is my first Father's Day without him. I will be in Vegas, so I feel like I'll be, you know... He'll be there in spirit because my father loved to gamble. And I'll be with my sister. So we're just going to go and, like, gamble like crazy in his honor. And uh, just, you know, represent the Dead Dads Club to the thickest, as, as much as we can. Shout out to anybody in the dead dad's club. You're not alone, okay? Well, you're not alone. Your dad might be right behind you. Just kidding. He's dead. Or he, his ghost might be there. I don't know. Let me know. T- send me in your ghost stories. You know? We're still doing this bitch, this bitch segments about bitches in your life. They could be male or female that treat you wrong. Maybe, you know, there's an incident in your life where something happens with another person and you're like, this bitch... I want to hear those stories. Send those stories to me. I'm going to do another z- this bitch this bitch segment next week for the next um, Sharp Tongue podcast episode. Email those to Jessie May at mac.com and in the subject title put this bitch and tell me a quick story about somebody who treated you wrong and I can give you some advice on it. Cuz you know what? I am the poor girl's Tony Robbins. I'm a budget life coach. You can't afford a real one? Come to me. I'll give you some budget ass advice, and uh, I'm excited about this week's episode. I got to sit down with one of my favorite people from the comedy store, and he's just a delightful human being. You know, sometimes there's cunts, and then there's delightful people. He's he's the latter. He's he's a delightful person, very funny, always smiling, and is just his energy is amazing. And we have a lot in common, kind of like that episode with Eric Rivera. I realized I, how much I have in common with this particular individual. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode with the very funny Mister Frank Castillo. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep 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 beep. You're beep, listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host Jesse Mae Peluso. It's a personal. comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional i talk about my dog sometimes each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me What's up, everybody? We're back in action on the Sharp Tongue Podcast. It's your girl Jessie May. I am excited to bring you a cool discount for Hakuna Supply. You guys know I've got my stash boxes, my stash jars, rolling trays, grinders for all of your herb needs. Or you could put your jewelry in it, or the jars you can store cotton balls in. Hey, you don't have to be a pot smoker to contribute to the Jessie May Fund. <laughs> But by purchasing something from Hakuna Supply, you're also giving back because we've aligned ourselves with a couple different charities. HakunaSupply.com forward slash Jessie May. And if you use code CBD, you get 15% off your entire purchase. They also have really delicious CBD infused coffee. They actually have teas that are infused with CBD and CBD flour. I don't know if you guys knew that CBD comes from a plant and you can actually smoke it just like you smoke marijuana, minus the high effect. It gives you an overall w- a feeling of well being, kind of. It's just a, you know, gets you so you don't swear at people in the grocery store line they also have um just a whole bunch of stuff for your needs so jesse may cbd is the code hakuna com forward slash jesse may is the website coming with us this week we have the infamous the adorable the hilarious <laughs> frank castillo hello hello how many people say castillo uh
1: a lot i'm actually surprised <laughs> at how many people say castillo Castillo. Yeah, they nail it. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a good job.
0: I I, uh, have some Spanish friends. Oh, okay. And I have uh, a respect for when there's a couple letters Mm -hmm. in a name that's non-white that I ask if I'm saying it right. And this (laughs) time I was 99% confident because I had Dustin Ibarra Uh on before. And I was like, is it the roll? Are we rolling these R's, bro?
1: I can't roll my R's, which is so embarrassing. You can't? I can't. Are you from here? I'm from California. My whole family speaks Spanish. Do Uh, you? I don't. It's just like... (laughs) One side (laughs) of my... Like, the other Mexican side of my family was like, nah, he's got to speak English. Trust me. We know what's coming. He's just got to speak English. You
0: don't speak it at all. I speak
1: a little bit, but I don't have, like, the accent or anything. Like, some of my aunts are very, like, just thick accent. Yeah. And then, like, one whole side... Like, you have one whole side that's very traditional, one whole side that's very, like, Mexican. Like, East LA.
0: So both of your parents are from... America. America, yeah, yeah, yeah. and My then grandparents. Grandparents are from, are from yeah, yeah,
1: Mexico. Yeah, yeah, on one side, the other ones, it's like they're from Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, like two generations before that, then they're from Mexico. <laughs> that's
0: wild, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, how, long, how long? How long you been doing stand up?
1: Uh, I've been doing it for I started almost twenty one. Uh, so three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish <laughs> I turned thirty on the twenty sixth.
0: Oh, that's you're fine. I know you're <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. Thirty still feels like you know oh there's so much future left yeah, yeah yeah wait till you get to like 35 you're like ah fuck
1: i literally had made a joke about how like uh i was like from like 30 and then like to 32 it's like you gotta i you gotta like have something by 32 you
0: better have some shit figured out by 32
1: i have a friend who like uh went to like like had a real bad like drug problem where i run out of high school and i remember all of us were just
0: like Damn. oh man
1: and now she like has turned her whole life around. Yeah, I was gonna say and that's a like, good
0: time to get a drug problem. For real,
1: no, no, she turned her whole life around. Like she, <laughs> like her kids back in her life, she's like killing it. And we're all like super proud of her. And there's like a part of me that's like, damn, she fucking did it. You she know what did I mean? Like it. she fucking ten year switch. Like man, that's a great way to just be like, I'm still on top. You yeah,
0: know? that's a great time to have a drug issue because you still have time to sort of
1: hundred percent rehabilitate yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, it was.
0: But if we get into it, like if I were to start meth now. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: oh, bye. So done. My yeah. dogs
0: are gone. Uh-uh. They're taking my dogs. Uh-huh. Anytime where you do something where somebody has to confiscate your animals, you're, you're done. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. You know? Like, kids is one thing, but if they, like, take your emotional support yeah. fair. Fluffy?
1: Oh, Not fluffy. Fucking <laughs> <laughs>
0: fluffy. How long have you been at the store?
1: I've been working at the store since I was 20, uh, 25? Yeah, 25.
0: You're, I feel like you're kind of like the... Um, You're kind of like the mayor there for me.
1: That's so funny. A lot of people, not like mayor there, but a lot of people say that. Yeah. A lot of like young, not like young people, but a lot, because I'm at this like interesting period of like being not in the middle, but like kind of just. You're like,
0: you're like a, you're, you're a staple there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really are, you know? And I feel like because you're working there and you're doing comedy, there's so many, like people don't realize like so many of the door people, and people work at the store actually are Mm -hmm. involved in trying to be stand-ups are doing comedy but you know your whole your whole ride has been unique
1: yeah people really rock with it it's interesting anytime i go to like another club there's always like a manager who's like i know who you are and it's not because of like they just know the story they're like you still work at the store i'm like yeah and they're like oh my god and they're like i'll they'll introduce me to their young guys that are comics too um it's a weird thing of like weird respect yeah And i really like that my dad loves that too i talk to him like he talks to me about that all the time. Like. When he comes to the store, he's very proud of me. Like Aww. he's always proud of me, but he's like the thing that I'm the most proud of is like when I come to the store, people are like, Your son's cool, yeah. you have a good son and they like dap him up and he love he's like super machismo Mexican, so he fucking <laughs> loves that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's he like he's I don't like
0: know why he thinking of your dad. Like this Have you seen him?
1: He's small. like six foot seven, Dodgers outfits all the time. Six foot seven. He's not six foot seven. I he's was like, like what? He's like six feet. Okay. Uh, he just Dodgers outfits all the time. He <laughs> looks like a Cholo. Um, and it's the funniest thing. He looks like he just got out of San Quentin. It's hilarious. <laughs>
0: What's his name? Frank Castillo. Oh, you're a junior. No, I'm
1: Frank Anthony Castillo because he didn't want me to be a junior. Rude. Well, only because he kind of, he was just like Mexicans and he was juniors. It's like he just didn't want me to have to right. go through bullshit like that. Right,
0: within the culture 100%. of dealing with yeah, people's yeah, yeah. talking shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I'm always like Frankie and he's always going to be Frank.
0: That's adorable. What it, does your dad do?
1: He he works at Safeway. He manages uh, like the dairy department at Safeway oh, and his kids so are out of town. Like all of his kids don't live at home and he's just like, he's fucking. Is
0: he loving it? Oh, he loves it. He just it. loves his life. But
1: also it's really interesting because he's a big bar fly. He loves, he's just a. Fucking dudes, dude. He loves knocking them back, playing pool shit. Sounds pulling like my shit. dad. you, you are. My dad is like every other dad's like best friend. It's crazy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anytime I introduce my parents to other people's parents, because it's usually like you meet people's parents and they're like very well to do. They have like you yes, know, ties they're proper. And shit. They've, yeah, become, yeah, yeah.
0: they've become adults.
1: Exactly. Like my dad comes in, he's very much still like like you're like yo, does this dude like an RA at a college? Like what the fuck's <laughs> going on? Like it's so funny, Frank. dude. He's the he's he. he <laughs> blows my mind sometimes what does your mom do uh my mom uh is she doesn't work she raises two kids they're separated yeah yeah so my mom's remarried she has two young kids whoa how young uh nine and eleven yeah they're yeah yeah. they're hilarious it was yeah it was (laughs) like i remember me and my mom we didn't get into it but we talk shit to each other all the time because she's a huge shit talker
0: that's nice so
1: like when uh i was 18 when she had my first sister so that's my first so sibling. Strange. So I was just remember looking at her and I was just like, you know, I was like, bro, it's me that's supposed to get a girl pregnant. I you, you know what I mean? You're like, you're not the one. I'm supposed to have kids at 18, right and now? And also,
0: you know? like, it's been 18 years yeah, since I'm a like, baby has traveled through your womb. I'm like, yo, you were almost out. Yeah, what happened? Almost out of the game. Your body was like, okay, your body literally is like sweeping up the the. <laughs> The room, you know, just mm-hmm. cleaning up the locker room, hanging up the jersey, and then it's like, well, guess we're putting this jersey back I'm, I'm on. Coming back in, we're coming yeah. back in. And my
1: siblings are my favorite. They're so funny. I have three of them total: uh, Melina, Ace, and um, Maceo
0: Are they all like half siblings? Yeah, but yeah, you know, Mexicans, you know, yeah, you it's know. the same. It's yeah. all the same. It's all yeah, the same yeah. thing.
1: Uh, yeah, but they're uh, hilarious. They're, they they call me all the time. Like my little brother wants to be a comedian. Oh and boy, he, dude. Oh no Bro It's like We don't my- need
0: anymore Dude, my- Tell them we're good Tell them we're stocked
1: Dude my mom like She tells me She's like I can't handle this kid sometimes
0: she <laughs> Cause was he's like- such a s- shit talker And
1: he just Is just Ridiculous all the time Like they were chilling And uh Apparently like They were like on a walk And like my mom Was like walking with him And he was walking behind her And she was like Oh my god a bug and then she was just like, All right, whatever. And they just kept walking and he goes, Mom, butterflies don't taste like butter. And my mom was like, What? And he goes, Yeah, I ate like two butterflies. <laughs> and like so my mom's like rushing him upstairs and like worried sick, like calling the doctor and stuff. And then my little brother just starts laughing. He's like, I didn't I didn't eat anything.
0: That's kind of creepy. Yeah, That's yeah. yeah. Creepy. He's the creepy. worst.
1: But it's so funny. <laughs> He's just like, dude.
0: Well, he gets it from her.
1: Yeah, That's he really happened. does. Like, um, there was like a time where like uh I remember <laughs> My little sister and my brother were sitting there, and my little brother was like, "What should we get mom for Christmas?" And my sister was like, "A fucking minute." <laughs> and my mom was like, "That is
0: so." funny
1: because she also cusses so much in front of the kids oh, and she's like this kid said God. fuck the other day i'm like you realize
0: they pick up you everything you say fuck
1: all the time
0: we had i remember my nephew when he was like isaiah was like three and it was christmas time and we're all sitting we're all having like um you know those white russians yeah, yeah, yeah. real like classic holiday drink and and my mom isaiah is on my mom's lap and krista his mom is next to her and we're just showing how smart he is we're like what does a cow say and he's like moo we're like, what does a cat say? And he says, meow. And what does a pig say? And he said, oink, oink. And I was like, what does mommy say? And he said, bad words. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like,
0: man, little kids, they know. Dude, they do. They know it's up. They're
1: so, there's, they're, I mean, I, I I want kids eventually, but it's like, I, you know, I love doing the stand-up stuff. That it's like, I know it's never going to, it's not going to happen for a while. My fiance yeah, also doesn't want to have kids for a while pause either. that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Wait, like another decade. Yeah,
1: my dad straight up told me, he was like, I'm ready to be a
0: grand wait a decade dudes you guys are good and you oh absolutely you can be a dad in your 70s it's
1: weird i'll adopt yeah,
0: adopt whatever but you could be like a old ass dad Mm -hmm. old moms are just look like witches yeah you know what (laughs) i mean it's not like...
1: They got a cauldron?
0: Yeah. Women, we don't have the same pass that you guys get. <laughs> it's like, what is, what is that lady doing? It's selfish. And then you Oof. see a dude who has a kid. Good for him. He's still knocking it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still I, stuffing the sausage. I
1: want to be an old dad because then it's like, I want to be able to be dead by the time I got to pay for college.
0: <laughs> Genius logic. <laughs> Perfect. Good luck, kid. Good luck trying to put yourself through school. How old are know.
1: your... Uh, do you hang out with your parents? Do you smoke I do. My,
0: my dad's dead, but I still okay. hang out with him. Yeah. <laughs> We talk. We talk. Yeah. Uh, my mom and I, we definitely hang out. She's. Uh, I'm actually flying her out to LA oh, in a that's couple dope. weeks to that's hang dope. out with me. That's great. She'll rearrange all my fucking cupboards. She'll clean out my closet. My she'll, mom does the same thing. Right? They can't, not, but I love it. My oh, yeah, absolutely. Me, did I bring it? Oh, man, I might have not brought it. My mom sent me a Easter basket. Oh, my God. With, like, 17 pairs of socks, candy, um... Towels and I love it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love that. I yeah, love yeah. those like little. Yeah, because you know, yeah, yeah, they're great. Those are the touches that keep you from becoming a stripper. A
1: hundred percent. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. my
0: parents are separated too. How old uh, were you when your parents separated? My
1: parents were. Well, this is the thing. They both. I was like really young when they separated, but they were still in the same town and they were still very involved in each other's lives. So like um. It was like, I got to see what it was like for like a single dad and like a single mom, yeah. but I would still be very much like a part. And it wasn't until I was like 18 that I met like my friend who also came from like a broken home, oh but like his parents got along. So like I remember being at his house, sitting in his living room with his stepmom and his dad and his mom walks in with a thing of laundry and then she goes into the like garage to do laundry. And then they were, I was like, oh shit, they're gonna fight! And he was like, no, they all get along. And I was like, I just remember getting so mad. Like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. There
0: should be a fight here. You
1: could do, you could just get along? Yeah, you,
0: you can it, break up and everything's and better. Like,
1: fine. And I just yeah. remember being back to my mom, I was like, you know, they fucking get along. It was hysterical. Right down
0: the street. They walking, they're just walking right in. Right down the street. They're getting along. What the hell's wrong oh, with you yeah, guys? It was hysterical. What do you think, like, do you have that point where you think you were like looking back you became a comedian or you knew you wanted to be a comedian? Um,
1: I think it was it was a long time coming because it was like my dad is I'm probably like the fifth funniest person in my family (laughs) like my dad's hysterical my mom's really really funny and I think just them together it's just ridiculous but also I think a lot of it is just coming from a big family yeah so it's like when you come from a big big family like because I have so many fucking Mexicans in my family (laughs) but it used to be like my grandparents' houses where we'd all hang out. So it was like six different families because I come from like
0: generation wise. No, no, no. Like or just my, like-
1: my uh, dad's family has literally like nine siblings.
0: Wow, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. my dad's family too. Yeah, it was
1: literally like the Mexican Brady Bunch. Like my grandmother <laughs> met my grandfather and they each had kids so when they came yeah, yeah it was it was ridiculous fun, though. it was great so there was a lot of cousins and it was almost like you had to be you had to be funny and to you get a roast yeah, i would you, imagine oh yeah everyone was so fucking mean it was ridiculous you
0: probably I, do you think like you just have a natural knack for, for roasting because of that
1: absolutely um mostly because my mom would always like we would just talk shit to each other like me and my mom talk shit my dad talk shit like we would all just like tease each other and it was like you couldn't have like a soft skin in my family yeah you know what i mean because everyone was be, like no one wants like like fucking Frank's crying to grandma. You know what I mean? Like it was it was yeah, if you ran to grandma, you everyone was like, "Oh, then mm, you got roasted yeah, more." Yeah, was like you, and, you you know, we're not letting you play with our Legos. You, you know should I mean? do
0: a special where you and your mom roast each other.
1: Oh, dude, it's ridiculous. I we, would
0: love to see that. I would just
1: post all my text messages.
0: <laughs> do you guys do that? You text We text, te- text each other we back and text forth. each other
1: all the time and but her thing is she's very like She's always like she's on Facebook way too much, and she's always like any That's little moms are any little thing about like immigration or anything. She's like they're fucking coming to get us. It's starting. It's happening right now. Look, she's and an I'm American like hundred. I'm like yo, this not. I was like mom, that doesn't really. She's like well, but it's gonna happen. <laughs> and I'm just like yo, it's anytime I like try to talk to her like con, like con, <laughs> they're like,
0: coming to get
1: us, dude. Anytime I try to like correct her or anything, she's just like you just don't know our history, man. <laughs> and I'm just like. <laughs> It's the funniest stuff. I remember, like, I was making fun of her and I was like, Mom, I know our history. She's like, Yeah. I was like, But she was like, Yeah, but your best, I, her, uh, the person that moved across the street from us, we're convinced is like, does drugs because they're always just kind of weird. So I always (laughs) crack jokes that, like, her best friend's a meth head. She just could just be an old alcoholic. I don't know. She just seems always weird. She could just be
0: a regular day drinker. She could just be a regular
1: day drinker. Uh, drinker. But she's always just weird. I remember I said that to my mom. She was like, Hey, I'm not friends with a meth head, all right? She's just great to talk to. And dude, I just started dying. Dude, she's hilarious. (laughs) My
0: mom and I, now that I think of it, we kind of do... we Not so much bust each other's balls, but we definitely talk back to one another. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, she she has that, like... She's, like, sardonic and has a little bit of that, like, sarcastic... Yeah, yeah. Very, like... It hits you... Like, it's a ripple effect. Oh, yeah. Like, she'll say something and you won't realize what she meant until you're out of the house. You're like, did that bitch just... Did she just call me a slut (laughs) on the DL? Did I just get... He crammed by my mom in the kitchen? What just happened?
1: My mom's go to is like, man, if I was you living in Los Angeles, having free time, I'd be playing basketball every day. I'd be going to the gym. I'd be like hiking. You know what I mean? Like, mom, those are all exercises. Are you trying to tell me that I'm fat? Do you want me to lose weight? Is that what you're saying? And she's like, nah, nah, but like, you should go see what's happening at the restaurant. <laughs> you rec center. should
0: go just, you know, break a sweat. Yeah. You should just be out in life just breaking a sweat. She's hilarious. That's all man. you should be doing. Were you, um, when you did the Roast Battle show, was that the first TV experience you yeah, had? Yeah, yeah, first TV experience I mean, ever. That's kind of a, yeah, you know, it
1: was like a debut That's a lot. time. Yeah, yeah, it was like a for someone,
0: one time. Someone
1: compared it to their, like you did like the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, for your first time on TV to do that type of show with that kind of audience and you know under the umbrella of Jeff Ross and, and all like of that. And like the pressure
1: and all that. No pressure. Everybody was there too, so it was like it was ridiculous. Man. Yeah, like John it's like
0: boot camp. It is. yeah, it
1: really was. It was like John Hamm was there, Chappelle, like John everybody. Hamm. I got to talk to him afterwards.
0: I had a dream about John Hamm. Uh, he's amazing i'm just saying (laughs) is he really nice
1: oh my god the sweetest guy in the world he (laughs) he, i was in the back i had like the trophy and like everyone was there all my friends and i was just like i was you know just on the high and the guy comes up and he was just like frank and i'm like yeah and i turned it was john ham and i was like i'm john i'm like i know who you are i was like you're john ham was Was he as tall as you no he was so tall so tall so tall so sweet genuine just shook my hand he was like you did a really good job man that was so fun i was like Thank you so much. He was—he's like really good friends with Todd Barry.
0: He is. Yeah. How does he smell?
1: It's amazing. Yeah. He smells so good. He looks good. like he smell good. He was just like, you know, I see a lot of improv. But he's like, but that was really good, man. You know, he's like really, really fun. I was like,
0: so I need you to John do improv Hamm. now. I don't John know. Hamm. I don't know if I can if I love John Ham enough. My to, other to do improv. friend
1: is my <laughs> other friend is a huge John Ham fan. He couldn't even stand in the same room. A as guy? Him. Yeah. He was like, I just want to see his penis, and I'm like, that's his <laughs> Listen,
0: the bulge. Is a sitch.
1: I've heard. Have it, you seen the photos? I've seen the photos, but also like it's like a Hollywood's like most well-known secret that John Ham is packing. He's got a ham. He's got. A, he's got a hamper. Yeah, you know I mean? he's
0: got. <laughs> He does have a hammer down yeah, there. I mean, that's and that's not why I am into it. Oh, of
1: course not. Have you seen Mad Men? It's great. It's
0: a, he's a great actor. Great actor. And he seems very funny. Sweet guy. Yeah, very see, sweet. He came up sweet and congratulated guy. you. you. Know I mean? he's, he was raised with manners.
1: Uh-huh. Definitely a move of a guy who's got over eight inches. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> if you want to know if a guy is well endowed, how respectful is he? 100%. Just like, you just have to judge how he treats you in public. That dude fucks.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: And also, you, he put it in your hand. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. He was like, "My name's John Hamm." And i was
0: like, "Oh, this is great!" It, it's still unrolling. That's he was hilarious. just like this, and it was just unrolling. I brought all the my mom.
1: My mom was there uh, for that whole taping, uh, and that was hysterical.
0: Did she meet John Ham too? She got to
1: meet John Ham. She got to meet everybody. Son of a the bitch. funniest thing: who was she? She got to meet pretty much everybody, and then like I remember, she met Anthony Jesnick, and she was like, "Oh my God, you're gorgeous." She called
0: Anthony jesling it gorgeous and,
1: and i was just sitting there like oh my god that's hysterical and then he was i think he was just like i know and it was just so funny yeah he, uh,
0: he i think anthony just takes compliments oh he's just, the best you know, he was, he's oh like, sweet yeah, guy sweet
1: guy he's anthony he's a really cool dude too um <laughs> and then she got to meet snoop dog
0: oh, i love snoop
1: amazing guy
0: snoop is so, he's so like when you hug him you can touch your elbows because mm-hmm. he's so he's so thin mm-hmm. he's just like what up shouting. yeah
1: there was like a great moment that they had where they like they like prayed together. It was it was beautiful. They prayed together. Yeah, man. Your mom
0: prayed with Snoop Dogg. Yes,
1: my mom is like a. You huge... sure he wasn't
0: blowing? Like he was having her smoke a joint yeah, through yeah. his hands.
1: We all smoked a joint together. It was great. Did you? Yeah.
0: You kidding me? I mean, I think you've made it if you smoked a Snoop.
1: My mom is a huge Snoop Dogg fan, and she also like used to sneak out and go to his concerts when she was a girl. So like her being there and her smoking weed with Snoop that was better than me like. Like, I could, like, being, like, if I never become successful, if I never have a special, if I never do anything ever again, like, me getting to smoke with my mom and Snoop Dogg, like, that was like, boom, that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. She loved it.
0: That's amazing when you can have those little moments with your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, having your parents just see you. Achieve any sort of milestone in your career is the validating. Oh, factor. absolutely. Because it's such a hard career. 100%. It's also, my hardest. mom
1: mostly wanted me to do hair growing up. So. Oh, I thought mm.
0: you were going to say heroin. I was no, like, no. what? <laughs> my, my brain finished the rest of that. I was like, your mom wanted to see you do heroin. She's like, what you the should be hell? doing
1: heroin right now. That's
0: crazy. You need to go hiking and do heroin. Mm. She's like, trying to just keep you balanced. Mm. Exercise, heroin.
1: Her at a party with a bunch of like industry people was the funniest thing I've ever Why? seen. Well, because like we get up there and I'm like, hey, mom, just. Just like, I need you to, yeah, just, not.
0: you know. I need you to
1: not. Not even not. Just be, you know, just like be, you know, you can have fun. You know, Just I just need you. You know, just be cool. Be cool. She, chill. Yeah, just, just chill. Just, just chill. chill. She was like, no problem. And then I didn't see her for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and throughout the party, I'm like saying hi to people and they're coming up to me. And they was like, I just met your mom. She's so sweet. i like, oh my God, where'd you meet her? They're like, we met her in the bathroom. And everyone's story was about how sweet my mom was and how they met in the bathroom. And I'm like, is my mom doing cocaine in the <laughs> yes, bathroom?
0: Yes, yes. Your mom has a side hustle in the bathroom at the roast battle, and I'm, I am support it wholeheartedly. Hysterical. I really support it wholeheartedly. She's like, I got
1: you booked throughout May. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you do, like, after that show aired and you taped it, like, what, what changed for you?
1: Uh, a lot of things. Mostly how people treated me. Uh, like
0: how? Like, what was it before and how was it after?
1: Um, before... Willie Hunter said it perfectly. He was like Frank was. Uh, Frank was uh, the only. Do- Frank was the most famous door guy to become famous. Not famous, but be- become known while being a door guy. Yeah. So it was very like you know, and so. Being a door guy, people treat you a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're Yeah, like, tell
0: people like what what the door guy. So like life when is you're a
1: door guy, store. you know you're working minimum wage, you're taking out trashes, you're fucking clean up throw up. You know, uh, you're hoping that you get a spot. Uh, you Usually get development spots. You're in the system and stuff. And sometimes if you're cool with the producers, they'll toss you up. Yeah. And most of the time, I'll just ask a producer. I'll just go up and be like, Hey, is there anyone you just have an extra spot? Can I open up the show? Can we start a little early? Some people are really cool. Some people are just like kind of like not right. Like there's assholes because they're like, Oh, whatever. I'm not gonna put you up. You're you're not.
0: You're just a door You're guy. You're just a door
1: guy. You're not an important person. You know what I mean? And then, like, winning changed a lot of things. And then also when when people see you prove yourself, people start to rock with you. So, like, Rogan hit me up. Like, Jezna could take yeah. me out for a A lot of people took me out on the road. So, people started taking me seriously, which right. is great.
0: Yes, because it takes a long time uh, to get to 100%. that point. hundred percent.
1: So... At the store, it kind of changed where, like, producers were more willing to toss me spots or they were a lot nicer to me or some nothing changed where I was like, yeah. all right, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I'm not kinda, gonna... There's
0: some there's some beauty in people just being consistent assholes. hundred percent.
1: We are like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, but a lot of uh, comics were a lot cooler to me. And that was the best part. And then there's also this weird respect of, like, it's like, you know, I still work at the store. And if someone drops out in, like, a ballet room show and they're like, we need someone, they're like, oh, fucking sweet. We can put Frank out. Yeah, and yep. that's a great position to be in. yes because like i think like a few like last month i ended up not having anything on the road or any other shows and i'm just like oh man this sucks but i ended up working at the store and i ended up getting up almost every night because someone just wasn't there
0: yep that always happens and i was just
1: like oh my god that's perfect like i got up pre- like i got up seven days in a row Dude. and it was just like oh this is sweet
0: putting in those reps and it just happens yeah
1: know? so working at the store is great but my favorite is whenever there's a new person that shows up and if they know who i am it's cool because they're like Hey Mr. Castillo is it cool if I, I'm i just like Mr. Castillo? You're
0: like it was my dad. Here. Yeah,
1: I'm like that's just call me Frank and they're like all right Am cool. Am I at
0: Safeway right no now? No
1: problem Mr. Frank Castillo. I'm like it's not just you <laughs> can a it's it's, it's it's adorable cuz it's like the person like it's a comic that like you know they right is a few different kinds of comics that show up at the store. There's some that get there and they realize what it is and they're very respectful. They're nice to the door guys and they're like cool. And they just, they're chill. They know how to be. Right.
0: They just, they get in, they yeah. mix, it, you know they what mix I mean? it.
1: And there's other people who are like clear goal to whatever oh, and God. they're just like assholes to the dude in the back because they don't know. Like I remember I've, I've worked the door for a roast battle and people have walked up and they're like, I'm battling tonight and I'm just like, are you fucking yeah, kidding and, me?
0: Like that's a great you're you're getting better you're doing something that you love people who think they're be above anything it drives me nuts it's insane like at any point you can be chopped down to nothing i've seen it and and just to have that attitude like you deserve a certain respect mm-hmm. i don't know maybe it's just because of how i was raised but yeah my mom always raised me to just treat everybody the same and be very respectful. Be nice. Be nice. Yeah. It's kindness is free. Yeah. You know, there, and there are those moments where fuckers deserve a little bit oh, of truth. Oh, a
1: hundred percent. Some truth bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a
0: little bit of spice. Sometimes 100%. you got to kick in the spice a little mm-hmm. bit. But for the most part, you got to keep it copacetic. Yeah. You, you, know, you, And you also never know where someone's coming from. Like say, you know, you, I know you, you're very nice mm-hmm. and you're fun to talk to and we always shoot the shit. Maybe I come up to you and you're having a bad day, which Mm -hmm. hasn't happened, but I'm just saying for argument's sake, I'm not going to change how I'm reacting to you. Like, I'm going to keep myself cool and try and like help you through your moment because you might be going through some shit. 100%. Everything changes. I I, I think people lose that perspective Mm -hmm. and they think they're entitled to shit. Oh, it's crazy, man. And entitlement isn't reserved for people. It's not reserved for any race or any class. People can have this entitlement.
1: You can feel it. Yeah. You can feel it through any
0: sort of... You know, background. Mm-hmm. Especially, there's a special type of entitlement with new comics.
1: Oh my God. Whoa, isn't there? This is like, oh, you, no one's checked you. <laughs> And that's crazy <laughs>
0: Yeah and it's coming soon Oh man And you haven't bombed yet
1: Oh man You know
0: comedians like they're so new They don't realize that they're the harshest bomb years are just right yeah, around the
1: corner Yeah man it's, this del- it's not delusion It's this um, It is Awareness It's an awareness Yes It's an awareness where it's like They're just like oh that didn't go well I wonder why And then there gets to a point where you're like That didn't go well and I know why
0: Yes Yes And
1: that's the thing a lot of people don't learn or like understand And man it is my fate. Like I'm hosting potluck tonight I fucking love that. It is my favorite. Because one, it's like I will build every single person up and give them a, a, a great chance, right? And then if they don't do well, I I will make fun of them. Yes, only because it's like the audience is gonna laugh. And then it's also and then it's this weird thing of like I've made fun of people and been completely joking, and people have been very upset. And then it's like, oh well, then you don't belong here,
0: right? Then you if you can't if you handle. Can't, a host at a comedy show making fun of you if you're also on the comedy show. Yeah. Don't do comedy. I
1: can't ah oh man, it's Don't like, do it. It's your oh. skin
0: isn't thick enough. They need to be raised in your family.
1: It, yeah, there's like a there's a part of me where it's like there's there's still like politically like very very liberal. You know what I mean? Like I'm very yeah. liberal, but when it comes to comedy, I'm so like conservative in like a tough hard kind of way. Yeah. in a sense, it's like you know if you can't handle it, you shouldn't be here.
0: Right. You need to go back out. It's, it's here specifically being the comedy. A hundred percent. Because you know you can you can chop your teeth in other areas that are you know, these safe spaces that are popping up. Oh, absolutely. Which, FYI are not comedy. No, it's not comedy. Mm. Any place where you're like females only gay guys, only the safe space. That's not a, a, a realistic representation Mm-mm. of what it's like out on the road, nope. what it's like on re- in real comedy clubs or what you need in order to build that thick skin to yeah. sustain a type of career that is yeah. filled with, with rejection from uh, 100%, every fucking angle. A
1: hundred percent. Anytime I see, like... dude I, As mean, I it, itch my tit. Hilarious. <laughs> There's times, you know, I mean, I'll be in Los Angeles and you'll see, like, you know, comics from mostly the east side or, like, just those very indie shows where they'll come and you can tell, like, they're very... It was like, oh, you haven't been on the road. Like, yeah, you can do 15 minutes in a bar at a taco shop. Right. Uh, but can you do 15 minutes in Indiana opening up for fucking whoever the fuck? Right. Can you, you, know you evolve I mean?
0: your set to sort of reflect the area you're in. 100%. Can you write a new five minutes on the road to start with every night?
1: 100%. Because
0: when you go into these these markets... It's tough. You know, I I like to have something about the, the place. place yeah you have to something that i noticed 100 percent. just getting from the airport to the place there's always something yeah be like, a person up play, you know what I mean? yeah
1: like uh, having to open up, i haven't opened up i've got to open up with Polly's audience and i've gotten to open up different audiences so it's probably sure what yeah. is his audience
0: his like?
1: audiences are great his audiences are always fun he actually sells, he sells out everywhere still <laughs> Does uh he? yeah that's amazing uh, so it's like uh the his audiences are like people that know the store and they come out and they're very like comedy savvy or like people that know him from the movies and that just love him and they just want to see him yeah so that's where it gets kind of tough because like,
0: so is he stuck is he still doing like
1: he's always people, gonna, is he doing the
0: crowd pleasing stuff
1: he's always going to do poly yeah. stuff you know what i mean but then there's also like audiences that are just like comedy audiences that love him and stuff they all love him yeah so it's very interesting to see like co- like audiences that just want to see him so then like i go up and i'm like oh you guys give a fuck less about me <laughs> it's
0: but like I mean, opening for a music musician yeah which like, never uh, works for comedy you're uh, like yeah. get off the fucking stage we want Skinner! And you're like, okay.
1: I love shit like that. I love <laughs> not easy spots.
0: Well, that's, you know, I think that's when you... One of the evolutions of a comedian that I think is that that right there where you start to love the more laborious and tedious shows that you oh, do. You know, the ones where they're more challenging and... You know, uh, just figuring out the verbiage alone, 100%. like switching one word from one set to the other and being like, oh, that works better. Yeah. Or, you know, getting your ass handed to you and you're like, mm, this is why. Because mm-hmm. when you, you know, I'm always like, I don't know what went wrong. And then I listen back and I'm like, I sounded dead. Yeah. You know, you 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 can you, figure, you can figure it, it out.
1: Yeah, it's just, do you want to figure it out,
0: and do you want to put in the, the work?
1: Yes, it always boils down to the work. That's what I it always, does. that's what I always preach to like any stage. any new comic that I meet or like anyone that's complaining about something. Because I get in the same thing. I complain and I complain and I think it's like, oh, it's because I know I'm not writing. Yeah, it's because I know I'm not trying to make right. the steps forward to do anything.
0: Right. When you're frustrated, when you're having like these arguments with yourself, it's because oh, I'm not doing the thing I need to do. Yeah. The real problem is in the work. 100%. Yeah, uh, Gary Goldman has this really great thing he's doing yep, online. The threads on Twitter, are amazing. Yeah. Where he's doing like the tips.
1: Every time I always read his stuff, the thing that like, there's certain things that I read and I'm like, oh, damn, that's it's 100% about me. Right. Like that rings so true to me. Like he had done this one about how, he was like, you can never be seen too late. You can always be seen too early.
0: What is and, that? What does he mean by that? Like, like,
1: and in, like, showcases.
0: Oh, I see, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Like, see. I, I
1: didn't get JFL, like, the past right. two years. And I just remember being like, I was like, ah, and I was like, no, I'm going to be better next year. And then, like, I, you know, I work at the store, so I go to, like, the showcases, and I hear, like. What goes wrong. What goes on. Or, yep. like, I see my friends that are, like, crushing it, and then they get to go up, and then, like, they tell me about, like, the other comics. Because there's also, like, it's very interesting to see, like, someone was telling me, someone was telling me that uh, <laughs> what did
0: you just think of
1: I was like I shouldn't say this one. Like, I no say
0: it, it. We, I, I was talking crap last week so uh,
1: they are on a showcase and you know the comic is a beast he's a beast he's a really great comic and he's one of my favorites to watch right now he's just moved to Los Angeles and um, when you know you're a beast like when you've gotten better somewhere else and you've come here and yep. you just know you got it and you're just ready and you're prepared nothing phases you like right. a showcase you're just ready I get uh, someone had said <laughs> someone ahead. had to follow him And was like, uh, man, I didn't want to follow him just because, you know, they're just, he's just, he's really tough. He's hard to follow. And it's like, yo, if you're worried about following someone on a showcase, you shouldn't be in the showcase. You're not ready.
0: I mean, that's another big milestone in comedy where I remember, like, years ago, I was at the Gotham Comedy Club and the lineup i was you know I, no one knew who i was mm-hmm. there's still people who don't know who i am my mom's like who are you um there are there was lisa lampanelli um there uh gaffigan todd berry Attell. Mm. i had to follow all those beasts at the check spot
1: oh oh it's the worst and the
0: check spot is when they're dropping checks and doing, they're doing math. math and they you literally you hear them going 23 24 carry the five uh, and you're just like, uh, in, in that moment, I said to myself when I knew I was going up in the check spot, just don't bomb. Cause I think sometimes comedians, our goals are a little bit beyond what our oh, uh, talent 100%, level is. hundred percent. And that's where having the, the realistic approach to like, what are my, what's my skill level? Yes. And what can I really accomplish? Yeah. yeah.
1: What, 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 what am I going to like? It's like kind of like reading in the room when you go in and you're like, all right, what what is realistically the goal and right. what is like cuz like if you set your goal too high and you see it on so many comics like they come into a situation, they're like oh it's got to be here and they go up and they get that first joke or second joke and it doesn't meet their expectation you can see them you calculating you can see them start to go but uh, but my but the room isn't bad no the audience is still great the audience is still there and down but it's like what, they're, what they've perceived and like how they're thinking and their thought process they've already fucked themselves
0: right and so then they just keep they're just in a deep vat of fuckery yeah
1: yeah they're battling themselves at that <laughs> they point. are it's, battling yeah, it's like, oh, that's shit.
0: usually what it is oh, 100% I mean especially at the place like the store you can't be afraid to follow anybody Mm-mm. that can't even be a thought in your Mm-mm. mind because it's gonna be a Rogan oh 100% it's gonna be a Callan or Whitney or Diaz or Like you're Burr. gonna have to go up after these people and you have to just
1: yeah you have to
0: you just gotta go you know and that's definitely something like after years and years you just sort of you either think about it or you don't when you stop thinking about it you're like oh okay that's one less one less stress in this whole process but it's also kind of dope to like Go up after Rogan or Burr. You feel like, it.
1: I've had to follow Burr twice at the store. One was on Potluck, one was at some other show, like a, an independently produced show. And then he also had to follow me at a show. And there's nothing worse <laughs> than someone following you that is amazing. Because then, because like, I just remember being up there and I was like, all right, that wasn't that bad. And then, like, I get off stage and then, like, Bill Burr's walking past me and I'm like, oh, he watched <laughs> all of that. No. <laughs> It wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Oh, God.
0: I did that once where I had a set and I ate a dick. I think I might have been at the store. I just had a really rough set someplace and I was so unhappy and I was thinking, like, listening and trying to figure out what I did wrong and I made some changes and the next night I was at the West Side Theater. And um, I really, like, you know, it was a great set. Yeah, Like, all the changes I made worked and i got off stage and like adam sandler was there and um uh kevin i think it was kevin Nealon maybe was there and just like walking past them and then being like funny it was really funny you're just like yeah 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 because it could have been the night before i can't pay
1: my rent but yeah <laughs> no i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> you're just like it been the night before where you weren't really yeah you know it's yeah. just it you you never know what what sort of outcome is going to happen. So you always yeah. got to have some sort of... You got to be over-prepared.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know what's going I'm, I'm, <laughs> to... I remember... The worst bomb I ever had was, uh, it was right after Rose Battles at the Improv, I got to host a Death Squad show, and it was the Death Squad show that Seinfeld was popping in on. It was like the first time we Which come back to the such a Emperor. weird combination. Yeah, it was the first, he was a secret guest, he was just popping in, and like everyone knew, so it sold out, like everyone was there. Like Lady Gaga, like her fucking what? manager. Yeah, everybody was there, when right? was this? This was like... Uh, year and a half ago lady gaga yeah.
0: that's wild
1: because i think she was i think at the time she was like dating seinfeld's manager or something like that i just knew she like she had known so they were yeah. like hanging out and stuff and i just remember like it was supposed to be me someone then seinfeld right and then oh. it ended up being like oh he's got to go next so you just got to do your eight minute set and then just bring him up, and then I just remember being like, uh, oh, "God damn it! Like I should bring him up. Like I should do yeah, like five let, minutes let and just bring him up. Like you know what mean? Because because it's like like and then like he's standing there on the side so everyone can see him, <laughs> right? See him waiting to go up, and uh. then I'm like hosting and yo I fucking ate a dick. The
0: whole host set.
1: Whole host set. Nothing landed. Nothing landed. Like I, no, nothing landed, and it wasn't like. It wasn't funny. It was just like we're just waiting for Seinfeld. Oh. You know what I mean? And it was so you could feel it. Like I just like I could just get. I was so hot and it was just sweating. <laughs> I think were I visibly sweaty. Oh, oh. I, I, it, I, like it, I was visibly. It it, dude, it was visibly bad. Right, and. um... Bring him up. He goes up and he has like a, you know, it's fucking sign. So does he has do a great the tight
0: tip. 45 that he normally does? He was, was It was
1: right before he was doing the special. He was like, you know, running a few things. Yeah. So like, every, you know, and I remember just getting off stage and feeling so shitty. Oh. And then Adam Eget, uh the <laughs> talent coordinator of the comedy store, the guy who also hired me, comes up to me and puts his arm around my shoulder like a goddamn big brother. And he goes, you know what? It's okay. And he goes... <laughs> At least Lady Gaga didn't see you bomb.
0: She wasn't there yet. No, no,
1: no. I, I didn't know she was there at the time. So I'm like, oh, what do you mean? I turn and she's in the fucking front, like back row. Like here's the front, like little, like yeah. And then there's like the back row, and she's in the front of the back row, just kind of looking at. Me. Oh God. And not in like a. Oh, she but, saw the whole... Yeah, and but in like a in like a just like.
0: She's like a star was not born. Yeah, no, for
1: real. <laughs> it was like she watched a star just die. Yeah. Just fucking dying. Star implode. is forlorn. Yeah. And it wasn't like she had like an angry look at me. It was just one of those looks like, yeah, it looked like uh, she wanted to give me a hug. Oh, no. But didn't want to get up and give me a hug. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was not a good feeling. I was like, oh. And then um, Paige, <laughs> I, like, after I bring like, so Seinfeld gets off mm-hmm. and I bring up the next comic and I get off stage. Seinfeld, or not uh, Seinfeld, uh, Paige, the manager of the improv, who also saw it, comes up to me and goes, Do you want to meet Seinfeld? And I'm like,
0: You're like, yeah. fuck? No. I was like,
1: Yeah, I, of course, right? <laughs> so I go up and she introduces me to Seinfeld and he completely forgot who I was and i was just like i was she, i was like hey i'm frank it was a good good show said, oh thanks man i was like yeah i'm i'm a host." And he goes oh okay and i was like he was like oh, and it was just kind of like that's sweet. almost worse yeah, yeah yeah that's he almost just worse
0: than him critiquing your 100
1: percent, because it was like it wasn't even like i bombed so bad that he remembered it was just like i was so not good that he just kind of didn't even like he just forgot
0: nothing stuck nothing stuck
1: him. My bomb was... You even so, bombed at bombing. Yeah, I bombed it bombing. My bomb was so <laughs> not memorable that he was like, oh, yeah, no problem. I was like, ah. <laughs> uh,
0: <sighs> that makes my cheeks hurt. Here, to make you feel better, I was at Gotham Comedy Club again a few mm. years back when I was still bartending in New York, and um, Pablo Francisco was headlining, and Seinfeld was up to do a guest spot. He bombed most of his set. Mm. He did about 40 minutes and was bombing. Very, very bad. Mm -hmm. So much I was like in awe watching him. Like, wow, here's this like comedy guru, this legend. And of course, you have to bomb in front of everybody. And at one point during his set, he goes, man, who do I have to be to make you guys laugh? And the guy I was with, a friend, yelled out, the next comic. Oh! I told that story before on the podcast, but it still makes me melt. Oh, and I punched him, and I slid down in the seat. Oh yeah, you're I like down you're like seat. I have
1: to leave right now.
0: And I was like, you fuck. I was like, good point, but don't ever say yeah, that shit. Like piece of shit. You don't say that to, to Seinfeld. I
1: oh, I got a I got a great Louis story. Uh, so Louis used to I mean, he he to come to jerk st- off no, in front of he, I uh, No, he used to come to the store all the time, right? And I would always work his the green room and stuff. So like we'd like he kind of he knew me because I'd work his green room and I you know do all that shit, and um, I'd always be the one that like work his show. So like. He, we'd like have a few interactions. Right. But I never wanted to be like, Hey, we're fucking, yo yeah, whoa, whoa." so roast battle season one happens, right? He's there for the taping and just for laughs. So he knows Tony's knows like Olivia grace. He knows all these people. Right. And, um, Todd Barry is in season two, and he's best friends with Todd, so it's like, yo, he's gonna be there. And like that was my favorite comic. Like I love, I had all of his albums. Like that was my Barry. Dude. No, no, uh, Louis. Okay, like, Louis yeah, was one of my yeah, favorite Louis's comics. gonna Obviously, before jerking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had an, yeah. So, That's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. So, um <laughs> so it's like he shows up at the store. It's after the taping, all that jazz. It's like a few months, I think, and we're all just chilling there, and he pops in, right? Oh, no, it's not a few months after. It's, like, I think, like, a year or two after. And, like, he pops in, right? And I always wanted to talk to him about it, but I never right. wanted to just come up to him and be like, hey, man, you know, roast battle, you know, because that's such a fucking lame-ass thing well, to do. It's I so mean, lame.
0: It's a, it's, but it's something you achieved.
1: Of 100%. But yeah, yeah, But I don't want to, like, show it to, like, my no, fuck. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm waiting for the opportunity. And uh, he walks out, right? And he sees Tony Hinchcliffe and a few other people that did the roast battle. And he was just like, hey, you did roast battle. You were really funny. I loved your season uh, right, And he's kind of talking. There are people are like talking about Rose Petal. And I'm right there. And I'm like, oh, yo, man. I was like, oh, that's. I was like, yeah, I was like, I actually won season two. And he was just like, oh, thanks, man.
0: Thanks.
1: He thought I said I loved your season two. Oh, like as in no. like season two of Louis or some whatever the fuck. So, so he, awkward. A hundred percent. But he didn't. He didn't pick up that it was awkward. He was just like, oh, thanks, man. Like he took it like a genuine compliment. And then he just left. And like everyone else that was around me all knew what I said. They heard, they clearly got what I said, right? But none of them wanted to correct them. And I just watched all of my friends just witness <laughs> me just have an uncomfortable moment and then just take a step back. Oh. And just like sit in it. And I'm like, these motherfuckers. Fuckers. Dude, it was so funny.
0: No one stepped up? No one stepped Fucking up. It was comedians. hysterical.
1: And then like they leave. So he leaves, right? Mm-hmm. And then Tony comes up and he goes, hey, man, I'm sure you'll be able to talk to it. You'll talk to him about it like eventually, right? The next day, the article drops.
0: What article?
1: The New York Times article. Oh, about
0: him. Yeah. I was like, wait, did he write an article about dissing you? Oh, you mean the one where he whipped his weenie <laughs> yeah, out? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I never saw him again.
0: You're going to have another moment.
1: It was hysterical. You're going you know to have I mean? another
0: moment. I can't believe the next day. It was the, the next The article day. drops.
1: The article drops.
0: That's fucking brutal. I'm just like, ah, I'll
1: see him next time he comes to the store.
0: That's fucking brutal.
1: <laughs> oh, dude. Shit. It was hysterical.
0: What do you think about all that? I mean, everyone's drug it through the moment. Oh, that. He's, um, he's your. He's your top, right? He's your apex. When it comes yeah, I mean, to he's my homie.
1: You know what I mean, we're we're best friends. But uh, like, no. if
0: he's somebody, you know, did you, you must have felt a certain type of way about
1: Oh, it. it was very like I what all happened? I remember just looking at my fiance and like she just looked at me and she's like shakes her head and she I was like I know exactly how like Bill Cosby fans feel.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? You like you feel let down. Yeah. But also I'm...
1: You, you start trying... For me, it was definitely you like... You
0: start to, like, justify. You
1: start ju- justify, start to rationalize it. Me and my fiance had conversations about the whole thing, and she was just like... I remember, like, by the second weekend, she was like, you don't think you have, like, a little bit of a biased opinion? And I'm just like,
0: I don't fuck. know. Like I, I, like, I like to look yeah. at things very... hundred percent. People- like, as a woman mm-hmm. and a female comedian, even though I can't stand that, as yeah. a comedian who happens to have a vagina, mm-hmm. sounds so much better to me, I know that there are certain situations... Just as a female that mm-hmm. I can't put myself in, a hundred percent. You know, it's that sort of like learning as you go through life. Hey, if I put my hand on the fire, it's gonna burn me. Mm-hmm. If I go down this dark alley, there could be a crazy crackhead 100%. who might put something in my butt that I don't want. A hundred percent. You just sort of have these. Do you have like, a lot of brothers? No.
1: Do you have any like older cousins or anything? No. Oh. Okay. I
0: was raped when I was younger, so just you know, armed me with this sort of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've been Still, ready
0: i've been uh, raped. Right. I, I got it i'm good <laughs> i got
1: got all right anyway that was terrible
0: so i just uh, i have this like yeah, yeah. you know this sort of like card catalog of 100%. moments that i should avoid yeah yeah so i do realize that maybe circumstance has provided me with that sort mm-hmm. of skill level 100 but also you don't necessarily have to be a scientist to know to
1: see signs and stuff to
0: see signs 100%. like i get there's powers and numbers so that the two girls went together. Yeah. My,
1: my my mom was also like, my mom had a lot of brothers. So she also is very much that mindset. And me, like
0: you just don't go in certain places. Me and my fiance
1: talk about all the time where it's like people with brothers or older siblings, you they tend to have, have that. They have yeah. that. Or like an uncle because they have that. They right. drill that into you.
0: There is sort of a naiveness that exists. Some people just in people. don't have
1: that. And I get that. But it was like also like,
0: I feel like it's it was tough. a combination of a really bad moment for him and a terrible, um, a terrible like lack of common sense on their part. Yeah. And it just, it was one of those things where it was like perfect timing yeah, yeah. and ba- it was a bad recipe.
1: It, it was just a bad, it, yeah. And but then- also I
0: feel like as adult women, we have to be responsible for our actions mm-hmm. and that it's not fair that if we're making certain choices that put ourselves in a predicament where it's not necessarily going to have a great outcome, that the only person who gets held responsible or has any accountability is the demon it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. fair
1: no no yeah yeah. there's me, me we talked about this constantly you know what i mean like me and my fiance had this conversation I and i'm was, not
0: saying pro jerk off 100 uh, percent. hello yeah, yeah okay is that clear yeah
1: yeah these <laughs> <laughs> uh, i remember i was talking to another comic about this when i was saying how like i was like uh, i was like if we both were on the road together and had to sleep in the same room mm-hmm. i was like would you be okay with that and she was like of course i was like i wouldn't she was like yeah. why not and i was like because i have a wife I was like, it just looks weird.
0: Right. You know what I mean?
1: So it's like, even on the other side of it, it's like, yeah, I can't, I would never, you know what I mean? Like even the smoke weed and stuff, just because of the the way things look.
0: It's the, it's, it's the, you know, it's, it's the principle. Mm -hmm. It's the principle of the whole thing. So it just, I have, I don't know. I I guess some people might say I'm like anti me too. I'm not. I'm just saying, I feel like a lot of these bitches are hopping on this hashtag bandwagon to get eyes and visibility when they haven't earned it.
1: Me, my, my, my... really
0: get, I I was (laughs) raped. Like I'm not hopping on the Me Too shit.
1: Me and my my fiance's friend's a huge uh, advocate. We talk about this all the time. Like when the Me Too movement happened with like Hollywood, she's like a heart. She's a lesbian. She's fucking LGBTQ. 100 percent works. Like she's got all the badges and stuff.
0: Right. We all get the into, we get into, I,
1: want, I want a rape badge. <laughs> me and her get into like <laughs> me and her get into like disagreements all the time over like comedy and stuff. But like all the other issues, we're pretty much like pretty the same on. But her whole thing was she was talking about like the whole Hollywood and all the women wearing the black dresses and she was just kind of like, that shit doesn't impress me. She was like, "Yeah." she goes, what about the chicks in fucking everyday life at the best place? She was like, oh, those bitches wearing $50,000 dresses. <laughs>
0: They're wearing very Vera Wang.
1: helping anybody. No. She was like, in Hollywood, it's the worst. She was like, most of those people know shit. And I was just like, that's crazy.
0: Most of those people, a lot of those people were quiet during moments when they could have
1: been, not been quiet. loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and And it wasn't a la mode to be loud then, but mm-hmm. now because there's a hashtag, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And you know, you get an article written about you, and then you can hawk your book everywhere. Yeah, and I ain't gonna say who it is, but we all know.
1: It's yeah, it's uh, it's definitely like. <laughs> I feel like the 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 voices that should be represented aren't being, and there's definitely a lot of you know, there's certain kinds of people that definitely like hop on that shit and then just like boom let's make some money
0: yeah let's make some money with this isn't me too cute on a shirt buy mm-hmm. one Keith thinks
1: my favorite was like <laughs> two weeks after looking at the looking at a, a comic uh, on facebook and she was just like uh i have a show at the laugh factory blah, blah blah and at the bottom was like hashtag me too and i'm just like how are you like what? that's not what
0: that's not how you promote that's a how, comedy that's shows. also not
1: how you use a hashtag that's crazy
0: but you just you know that's not where that hashtag goes it's really not no. you don't put that there you we, people know where not to put their dick uh-huh. and where not to put their hashtag That's hysterical.
1: usually it's probably like yeah.
0: maybe the same place yeah, yeah you know it's just that that's not how it goes mm-hmm. what um what is one of the worst bombs you saw at the comedy store at the comedy yeah. store yeah i want the dirt or heckles, like a wild heckle. Because I feel like places like the I mean, we, store, we, there's not a lot because people respect.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've had like fights happen at the store. Like I was there, uh, one, <laughs> like the biggest fight happened in the room that I was working. Um, it was actually really hysterical. We were sitting there and it was a Bringer show. I can't remember whose it was. it was. I think it was, it was definitely the last one. Um, <laughs> and they had booked like a magician from like YouTube that was oh, on it. Jesus. So literally, five people showed up to this show. And it's the beginning of the show. We're one comic in, and like the front row is four dudes all wearing matching outfits, all white and just, uh, what the outfits, not that. Well, they were white, but But the white and white, white and white, and the jeans are all ripped. They just look like douchebags. (laughs) And, uh, they start like shouting, and it's a room full of five people. So I'm like, hey, man, you kind of gotta keep it quiet. And he's like, fucking whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I just tell security, I'm like, these guys are all fucking drunk. So they shout again. Security comes up to him, and he's like, hey, man. You kind of got to, you know, just kind of keep it, you know, just don't. Just keep it cool. Yeah, just don't be a dick. And the guy, like, turns and gives him the finger. And security was like, all right, you're going to just get the other security guards. We're going to have to kick these guys out. So he, like, comes up. He's got to get out. And he's like, no, man, fuck you. And he, like, pulls the table out. He's like, come on, guys. You got to get out. You know, you guys are being disrespectful. So, was
0: there a comedian on stage? Just, yeah. He was like, you know, five guys in the room. Are, yeah.
1: He's like 10 minutes in the show. He's like, got to get out. So security guard moves the table. And the guy's sitting. And he lunges at the security guard, like, takes him down, puts him against the, against <gasps> the wall. And all of us that that's when all of us rush and like the other three guys jump and they all start fighting. So we're all starting to like take them down and push them outside. The fight spills into the back parking lot, right?
0: On Rogan's car. No, not on
1: Rogan's car, right? (laughs) On Rogan's car. Security is security guards are fucking bored out of their minds here most of the time and they're all really good at their job, right? And the comedy club, not a lot of shit pops off. But when it does not like that. No, but when it does, it does. So like the guy's like fucking just being a dick and the security guard just like pop right what gets he him do, in
0: the fucking right in
1: the fucking neck right and the guy like just what, and then he takes him down he's holding him down and then he holds the other guy down and one of the other guys like he's got it like one of the security guards got him in a headlock and this <laughs> other dude's like rushing like well, the fourth guy starts rushing the security guard who's got his friend in the headlock sounds like
0: a Tom Cruise movie it was
1: crazy you know who Feng Chow is yes he's a, a Chinese guy right yeah so he's parking the cars right he sees the guy run <laughs> Feng Chow just goes boom like
0: he he fucking no no no.
1: puts his arm out and just clotheslines the guy like (laughs) clean like and it was insane because you didn't see fang he was just like by a car and you just see him run out and just clothesline this (laughs) dude and they have it on tape and it's just a beautiful just clothesline perfect form (laughs) so like these guys are getting arrested like the cops finally come and they're still fighting their shirts are all ripped one of the dudes in a headlock um the guy into the headlock's trying to scream, so the security kind of lets him like releases the headlocks. The cops start coming, and he goes, "Do you know who my father is?" And immediately the cops like look at him and go, "Oh yeah, these are the problem." Like they don't yeah. even let these guys talk; they just go up and start putting him in handcuffs. Little entitled, ridiculous. do you
0: know who my dad is? An idiot for not pulling out.
1: So the comic, who's the improv the the magician, comes down. And he goes, "Hey man, I'm not going to be banned, am I?" And he goes, "Why?" And he goes. Those guys who were here to see me. <laughs> yeah, like, I was gonna.
0: See, my question was gonna be, who brought the douchebag? Yeah,
1: the, he was. He was like, I just posted on YouTube. He was like, I, I'm just a magician that was <laughs> because dude, he's like, they just the showed up to see me, and I'm like,
0: comedy and magic in YouTube. Hysterical. Those things need to be by themselves. Those
1: magicians are assholes.
0: They need to be by themselves. Damn it,
1: dude! It was ridiculous.
0: <sighs> I never seen anything fun at the store. Have you seen the ghosts?
1: Um, Have you
0: had ghost experiences? I've
1: felt weird, but I don't know if that's just me being like, oh, Hi. this feels weird and stoned. <laughs> or if it was like, I remember being at the store and like, lights will flash in your eyes and you'll like seize things and you'll like rationalize or whatever, but I've never felt like, oh, that's a ghost.
0: Justin Martindale swears that he got like fisted by one or something. There was like a ghost in there that was. I don't, I don't know if it was fisting or maybe just throwing shade. I don't know what was <laughs> happening, but there's. A
1: gay ghost?
0: <laughs> a gay ghost
1: um <laughs> simone's got a great story about a ghost i know i you remember cody morley no he's a comic that used to hang out for a little bit he so you know how the store in the or it goes late it goes like yes. two three yep yeah you know. well sometimes we just want to get the fuck out of there yeah of course and sometimes people pass out in the back booths to the point where they're lying on the booth and you can't see them under the table you know what i mean because the tables are kind of so the, cody passes out in the or right he wakes up at three thirty, four in the morning, right?
0: Was and the place shut down? Place
1: was shut down. He's locked in the store. So when you're locked in the store, the only way you can get out is like through a window on the second floor. And all the do- like, they lock all the main rooms and the doors and stuff. So he said he woke up. It was freezing cold. He could see his breath. That's how cold it was. So he was just like, Ugh. he was just so uncomfortable. So he's like trying to sneak out to the belly room. And He says the whole time while he's trying to sneak out, he was just so creeped out because he he was like. It didn't, he was like, it felt like, he was like, I didn't f- see anybody or anything, but it felt like people were there talking.
0: Oh, but I like, just got the chills, what But like, mean, really were far
1: away in the main room. I oh. was like, what do you mean? He was like, it sounded like someone was having a conversation, but you couldn't hear what they were saying. It sounded like they were like in the main room or somewhere else. It was like, <sighs> like, he was just like, I had to get it. It was oh. weird.
0: Yeah. Everyone yeah. talks about the comedy store being haunted. Yeah. It's definitely haunted with all of our terrible bombs <laughs> oh 100 yeah, yeah. it's haunted with all the ghosts of our com- comedian christmas past <laughs> yeah but
1: you, i mean i don't know are you big uh do you believe in ghosts
0: i believe that there's got to be some other something something yeah, yeah. you know i've seen some stuff where i can't explain it mm-hmm. you know but i definitely think
1: mexicans hella believe in ghosts. oh yeah
0: i mean oh, de los Muertos, oh my god you guys god. have a whole holiday dedicated yeah, yeah. to asking your dead relatives to come back 100
1: they don't believe in mental health but they hella yeah. believe in ghosts
0: they believe in the mental health of ghosts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You guys created a holiday, a mental health ghost holiday.
1: My fiance's uh, got her master's in psychology, and she does, like, therapy now at, like, yeah. a hospital. And, um, <laughs> like, my mom and her will talk, and my mom will just say wild shit. And my fiance will just be like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, what, <laughs> what do I say to her? Like, she was asking her about her job, and she was like, yeah, you know, there's, you know, people, like, she works with, like, you know, people that are, have, like, having mental breakdowns yes. and stuff. Yes and like so she was like my mom was like that's fascinating so what do you do like do you guys have like a priest on call and my mom was like for what she goes well how do you know it's not like a possession and my fiance that's had a good
0: point that's a good point i mean right there could be an insidious moment yeah yeah we don't know
1: uh 100% and then uh my they used to
0: think they were possessed mental back yeah, in the day yeah. mental illness those were possessions yeah
1: my fiance was just like i don't know like she was like ah, no, i don't no, know how uh, i can answer yeah. she that was like, ah, they could know. be
0: possessed yeah maybe
1: uh she was like they don't have one uh, <laughs> we should look into it it was just ridiculous how do you so deal funny. with the
0: possessions
1: oh my god and then she was like uh she, my mom goes when do you think we'll be doing uh like therapy on like artificial intelligence
0: your mom yeah. did your mom smoke weed yeah i was gonna say it sounds like your mom smokes weed <laughs> yeah I want to chill with your mom and your yeah, dad. Yeah,
1: she's uh, yeah. I, I my dream is for them to eventually move close to me, so I could just do a podcast with them every day.
0: You night. have to. I swear, you need to do like a roast with your mom.
1: Yeah, I I the, I had a podcast for a little bit, and I the first two episodes was one with my mom and then one with my dad, and yeah. it was it was hilarious because <laughs> me and my dad we like hung out, and we did podcast, then we went to the store and like he came back, and we're both fucking shit faced,
0: <laughs> and then just, podcast. Oh again. yeah, it was
1: hilarious. He <laughs> was like, I fucking love you. He was crying and shit. It was adorable. <laughs>
0: I love you, too. Where can uh, my people find you?
1: Uh, Frank C Comedy on Twitter. Frank Castillo on Instagram. Uh, what then, about in life? Oh, uh, at the Comedy Store. There every Tuesday and Mondays. Um, but, yeah, I'm usually just always at the Comedy Store. If not, I'm on on the road.
0: you, on, you have any road dates coming up?
1: Uh, yes. I'm going to be going out with Mo Ammer in June and July. Um, I don't have the dates yet, but I know I, he just asked me, so I'm excited.
0: I'll put them up. I'll put the details Dope, up.
1: And then I'm going to be with Pauly Shore <laughs> at the end of this month in Sacramento and Chino. And Reno, I think the twenty-first through the twenty-fourth.
0: Weasel, the Weasel! Frank Castillo, everybody. Yeah, Costello. Frank. That's what my mom would say. Frank Costello. you're great. You're absolutely a great giant. Thanks for coming on the podcast My pod.
1: pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.